headed to church on Sunday. His final nightclub performance. On Monday, sold a little dope on Tuesday. I have seen, and many of you have seen, Wednesday. Dick Gregory. Smoked a little brass on Thursday. A decade and a half ago. Ass on Friday on the seventh. Open the nightclub doors for so many of his fellow comedians. And now tonight, after this performance, he closes that door behind himself. And I think that a telegram from another close friend, Steve Jaffe, says it very well. No man has given more, asked less, or been more needed. A decade and a half of wit, insight, knowledge, and entertainment was your gift to us. As you go on to other service, we thank you and dedicate ourselves to returning your gifts in kind to your chosen beneficiary, mankind. And so tonight, August 5th, at 12.11, here at Paul's Mall, United Artists proudly presents the one and only Dick Gregory. Hey, we'd like to say thank you very much, and uh, I really picked a good time to quit nightclubs. And you probably won't miss me at all. Because <coughs> with all them clowns in the White House, they'll keep you laughing for years to come. That's <laughs> nice to be in Boston. I, uh, this is a nice place to, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, to close out a, uh, a social phase of my career. Because uh, do you realize you folks in Boston, Massachusetts, you this was you was the only state in the union that voted for McGovern. <laughs> you realize you have the distinction of saying to the other 49 states, we told you. Of course, I guess black folks was pretty cool too because he didn't win Washington, D.C. And it was more important for him to win Washington, D.C. than the state of Talk. Oh, right. 
possibly alive. And I speak good old Kilkibo. Well, not since the dawn of motoring has this sound been heard near the fabled rock of Gibraltar. An enlightened governor, Sir Reginald Buller Cowley, initiated the first Grand Prix du Rock in 1906. But perhaps his enthusiasm overrode his sense of the practical, since in the very first lap, D'Ambrosio on the 750 horsepower 22.1 liter three-cylinder Bolzano, hot favorite in the voiturette class, missed the corner near the Methodist Chapel and motored gently into the water. He was soon joined by some of the competitors in the larger cars, Walter Freeston, later Lord Gunnett, on the Doubleday Squires, Capolavoro on the 73-liter La Merveilleuse, Farn Schlitzenberg to Braunhof on the little 42-liter Valhalla, Prince Pazzo Delazillo on the quaint S-A-A-E-C-V-B, standing for Société Anonyme des Anciens Établissements des Constructeurs de Voitures en Bois, with its revolutionary wooden engine, and the Duke of Hesse plus Hesse driving as a passenger with his chauffeur at the wheel and a masked lady by his side in the 100-liter Pomeraner. The only other competitor left in the race, Roger Knut, was disqualified for soliciting aid in pushing his 1,000-horsepower Navajo mobile, built incidentally in Tucson, after his engine stalled as he swerved to avoid a monkey which had strayed from the rock to watch the race. There was no outright winner on this occasion, and the harbor could not be used for shipping until the autumn of 1909. Students of history will know that British foreign policy inclined to be conciliatory during the period in which the hulks of racing cars blocked the harbor, but that with the raising of the Pomeraner, which later became the sloop HMS Incorrigible, the British got tough again. Sir Reginald Bullock Cowley wrote his memoirs in prison, One Man's Folly, which is, of course, as everyone knows, a classic of automobilia. Now, over half a century later, another enlightened governor, Lord Weeps of Sebring, has dared to reconstitute this grand approve, and a romantic setting it is indeed for a race. The rock itself, gaunt sentinel guarding the secrets of bygone ages, stands a silent and reluctant witness to the animated scene below. Where Moore and Christian once crossed swords, now a more civilized battle is waged, and the warm southern air is filled with the fragrance of dates wafted across from the Afric shore, mingling subtly with the no less fragrant odors of rosemary, wild thyme, lavender, and gasoline.
folks, this is a flat black plastic show on mutinyradio.fm. My baby don't have to worry. Something. I want to tell you about my baby. I'm going to tell you about I'm going to tell you about my baby every time she walks.
you've been invited to the premiere of Purple Rain. <laughs> well, I hope some eavesdrop on you for all the icicles you... Right now, I'm shaving. I don't shave my legs. I don't shave under my arms. I shave the ingrown brain cells off my brain. As you get older, your brain, which is like having two of you, as you get older, <laughs> when you were younger, it was a friend to play with, then the co-writer of all your material. As you get older, the brain becomes a psychiatrist to help shovel handle the invariable load. Drinking is medicine. Every hangover has its memories that have to be analyzed all day in bed. It takes supreme effort to affect any personality changes. Unvariable load as you get older, the brain. And every step forward toward is like a mentally retarded teenager learning to drink from a cup again. Miles of cars and rush hour traffic line my soul. And every glance I cast reels in a fish of infidelity. Thanks. I sure am glad all this stuff is coming out about them bugging folks' phone and mugging folks and stealing stuff. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad it's coming out. I, uh, <clears throat> I was on television, and I tried to explain on this show, it's a talk show, you know, that I don't know why the government bugs my phone, right? Oh, this cat got upset. Said, Mr. Gregory, I had to fire you to come on nationwide television accusing the United States government of bugging your phone. What evidence do you have? Say, evidence is my phone. He said, in order to accuse the United States government of bugging your phone, you have to have concrete evidence. When did you find out your phone was bugged? I said, one night, I got ready to call my brother and picked up the phone. He was already on the line. <laughs> and he ain't got no telephone. <laughs> no, the cat told me, that's not enough evidence to accuse the United States government of bugging your phone on nationwide television. You have to have concrete evidence. Now, how do you know your phone's bugged? I said, I know my phone's bugged. Anytime a black cat in America can own Bell Telephone $12,000 and they don't cut the phone off, <laughs> it's tapped. <laughs> y'all see them letters I get from the phone company once a month. Dear Mr. Gregory, y'all care to pay anything on the bill this year? <laughs> you realize every government agency bugs my phone? Every government agency bugs my phone. CIA, the FBI, Army Intelligence, the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago. I even got a local peon sheriff deputy running around my bushes with tape recorders. <laughs> had a cat came by my house when they said, hey man, you got bushes look just like feet. <laughs> I said, I got some bushes I'm gonna cut one day too. <laughs> And I don't understand why all these government agencies bug my phone. I don't know nothing. I'm not into nothing. Man, I'm so out of it. Sometimes I pick up the phone and ask the cat down the basement on tap. Anything going on tonight? <laughs> it really upsets my lawyers. They want to go to federal court and get an injunction to get the time. Man, leave it on. Anytime somebody's bugging your phone and you know they're bugging it, you can have more fun with them than they can have with you. <laughs> Yeah, after this show is over, I'm going to the hotel and call my wife. When she pick up the phone, I'm read the alphabets off to her backwards. <laughs> it might sound funny to you. They'd be up all night trying to crack that code. <laughs> I like to serve. Oh, nuts. 
Okay, your serve. One here. Oh, you serve, excuse me. Right. One all. One, two.
far below. Mm, there's Chi-Chi and there's Jabo. Oh, how tiny they look. So childish. Why, they're just midgets. Guess I'll go look for some new friends. Big ones. They'll be much more. And with those thoughts, the great giant lifted her big, heavy hoof. But she put it right back into place. Again, she stretched her great long neck downward and looked far below. Oh, one step with my giant hoof and I'll crush every one of those midgets. I'll destroy every tiny tree, the tiny lake. Well, what good are they to me now? Why should I care? It's more important that I start on my journey. Flat Black Classic is a show on mutinyradio.fm. Coming to you from the sunny Mission District, the corner of 21st in Florida. Keep on listening. Thank <laughs> you. 
throughout all this, one man has been going ahead very steadily, Girling Foss. And we're here in the British pit, and Girling's just floated in, drifted in. Uh, how, how's the race going, Girling? Well, uh, the old genie's been shedding oil on the road, of course, making driving a bit dodgy. I wish he'd lost the oil in the water, because it's coming up quite rough now, and the... The Germans are so low, you see, they get under the waves. They've got a great deal of submarine experience, of course, behind them, and it, I suppose it's helped. But I've got to time that water splash very carefully now, especially as there's a couple of fishing boats sheltering there, you know. The weather's coming up very nasty, and you've somehow got to get in between them. <clears throat> Have you seen anything on your last lap? Yes, well, I bet uh, Outbow's hopping mad, you know, since uh, Von Grips got involved in the nets down there. He got... Uh, got just a little bit too close to one of the fishing boats and he's down there now uh, and of course uh, in that position he's in it's very difficult for him to do anything about it he can't move the fishermen are helping and that automatically disqualifies him anyway because he must not accept help of that kind uh, Fandango's in trouble too oh, really we didn't know that yes um, down in the S's he took the escape road and crossed the Spanish frontier of course he hasn't got a passport on him they want to travel as light as possible and those I can tell you from experience those boys can be nasty if you haven't got your passport well it may be two or three days before he's free how's our own Bill Dill uh, he hasn't come round again we've been waiting for him well Bill Dill did very well but um, he stripped a gear in the tunnel, and as he's only got one gear, I'm afraid he's out. Well, now, uh, Girling, let's talk about you. You're you're very modest. Uh, well, we're British, you know. We don't much like to talk about ourselves. I'll talk about anybody else. Uh, but you're you're the only one. You must be the only one left in the race. Well, you know that's the luck of the game. I'm. Uh, oh, do you know my mechanic, Alf Martin? Here he comes. Uh, what's that smell, Alf? Oh, sorry, girling, we've got a lobster in the air scoop. It's broiled by now. It's uh, delicious. <laughs> but the car's pranged, I'm afraid. Well, can we get it ready in time for Monza? Well, the lobster's ready now. Well, with girling fast out of the race, the, the last element of excitement has drained away and a strange stillness has settled over the course as the restless crowd begins slowly to disperse, unwilling to believe that there is to be no result. The only smiling faces are those of the bookmakers who will be leaving for Tangier on the next boat. Well, the spirit of 1906 still evidently pervades this hardest of all Grand Prix. Will any combination of car and driver be able to break the jinx next year and finish? Who can tell what still lies wrapped in the unfathomable womb of time? Men and automobiles are transitory. Only the rock, gaunt sentinel guarding the secrets of bygone ages, uh, as I find I said before, will bear its silent testimony before history and know forever what no man knows today. This has been Barrett Sparks and uh, Roland Thaxter reporting on the second Grand Prix du Rock. Reproduction of all or part of this commentary is expressly forbidden.
Okay, survival on the streets is hard. And sometimes you have someone to teach you, and sometimes you don't. Lessons. Never get into the car with more than one man. Play dumb. If met with resistance, act a nigger. <laughs> Lie with your body. Back it up with your eyes. Pretend great hurt, but don't cry. Get high, but never unaware. Smile even if you can't stand it. Tell him how good it feels. Fake satisfaction. Do not go into the pocket until he reaches the third level of sleep. <laughs> Never go back to the crime scene. <laughs> Imperial Highway exit home. Eight years ago, down the south end, Bloodsaw's Barbershop and Jack in the Box Burger Stop, so I'm back again. And don't remember what used to be on the northeast Main Street corner. It's gas and service now. And on the corner of 112th and San Pedro Streets, I went to junior high in the early 60s. I watched traffic struggle westward under the warm, cloudless July sky, the dog ambling slowly <coughs> along the old railroad tracks. No train has traveled this way in decades. I watched the little black girls go into the old corner market 25 years ago. I watched their eager hands out and I feel their pleasure as the old Chinese mama pushes the giant deals from the barrel and places them in thin tissue wrappers. I watch them leave the store, peel back the paper, the brine dripping to the sidewalk. They struggle to consume the salty street. Struggle.
Flat, flat Black Plastic is a show you've been listening to on the world-famous MutinyRadio.fm. Keep coming back. See ya. things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and all passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you, I know your greatness, the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye yes, on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. Every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. 
Hey everybody out there in Mutiny Radio land, thanks for listening. You were just tuned in to Flat Black Plastic, the best show on mutinyradio.fm. If you haven't listened to it, what's wrong with you? You should be listening to it right now, coming up at 2 o'clock. It's Friends with Jennifer's. It's going to be a special old Friends with Jennifer's as she is in Europe with her mother. How lovely is that? Listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, five days, all here at Mutiny Radio 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, five days. Amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. G-Money, we're back, we're in studio, we're doing it again, can't believe it, once again, I cannot thank you listeners enough, I can't, I can't believe there's one fucking listener, let alone like that many, so uh, once again, thanks, it's a weird story, here's what I did last night, alright, I'm gonna turn that off, <laughs> eh, fuck it, So yesterday, I had a couple fucking stories I actually really want to tell. I'm going to start with yesterday's story, though, because that's the one fresh on my brain. All right, so yesterday, fuck this. Shut up. All right. So yesterday, I'm out, and I was like, hey, man, let's go out and just, like, walk and, like, get take some fresh air and move your legs and you know get out of the bed and try to break this fucking depressive streak your ass has been in and just move 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 
you know, that type of shit. So I get up and like, I was like, well, what the fuck do you, what, name me something motherfucker that will make me get out of bed. Give me a location and a place and I will do it because that's the way my brain works. So I was like, okay, well, uh, let's go to your favorite little store. Let's go to George's Deli. Because remember, we are here deep in the heart of the mission from mutinyradio.fm. By the way, amazing comedy festival coming up March 3rd, like through the 6th or 7th. And like, it's going to be awesome, man. So like, check it out. Please come down if you're a fan, if you're in San Francisco, if you give a shit. That would be really cool, man, because, like, Pam, I've been dealing with Pam for, like, years, and, like, every four, every fucking year around this time of year, this four fucking times I've had to deal with this, Pam gets so stressed out, because nobody buys advance tickets, but people do show up, like, on the day, but she's always so stressed, and I totally get it, man, like, dude, if this is my shit, oh, my God, yeah, I totally get it. But, like, there's nothing, that's the thing. When I talked to her, I was like, hey, man, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? At some point, you have to, like, just let go and, like, I hate that fucking phrase, but let go and let God. But sort of, you just got to let go and just let the motherfucker go, dog. And just figure, you know, well, well, shit, we'll figure it out on the other end of the motherfucker. That's why I paid my dues today early, bitch. So I can try to help her out. And here's another, you know, here's a hundred bucks towards your, you know. Anyway, whatever. What I was talking about. So last night, I'm out there. So I was like, all right, so what the fuck can I do? What do I want? So I picked gummy bears, which are sitting over here. Actually in studio, which I have not opened up yet. But that's besides the point. So I go out and I go to the store. I do my little slow bop. I got my little radio with me and... You know, just fucking playing tunes and shit. And I see my old friend. Um, God damn it. I always forget her name. Let, let's let's call her Danielle. That's not her name, but I'm close. So I see Danielle on the street. And I've known that lady for like eight, nine years. <laughs> like a long time. She's like a... She's so nice. She's so cool. She's so fun. But she is an absolute no bullshit 100% paranoid schizophrenic with like fucking uh like like, like all kinds of weird tendencies and shit, man. She's all fucked up. But she's super nice. Like when when she here's the thing. Here's what's weird. When she's not fucked up, she's at her best but when she is fucked up that's when that paranoid schizophrenia shit kicks in like into overdrive and like i love knowing a motherfucker long enough where i can tell her hey man you know like if you switch on me i'm out i'm out you know like and she was like yeah i get it and she's smiling and shit because she is so nice and friendly man and like she loves music dude like oh my god and she loves the kind of music that i love like in particular like 
weird like 80s women singer shit so like <laughs> when i played nine to five she almost lost her shit like it was so awesome she's singing along we're just hanging out on this really cool corner in um yeah in san francisco man down in the mission it's like fuck it i'll tell you where it is it's like on no, I can't even tell you the street. It's between 15th and 14th. It's where the fucking the uh, the kids school is over there. Just sitting on the corner of the kids school on their little like handicap ramp and <laughs> shit. Fucking cool bone poster or bone mural behind her and shit and like it's so smart. Uh it's so cool. They just redone it so it looks really nice. And we were just sitting there bullshitting and uh so I went to the store and uh i told her i'd come back and i give her like you know a couple of bucks just because you know i've known her forever but on my way back i forgot i wanted tea so i stopped in this uh this little chocolate this really awesome chocolatier place in this city it's called sixth course i always i always say sixth weird but it's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, sixth, TH, sixth, uh, course. And they, like, look, I used to be a chocolatier, as it were. These fuckers are the real deal. Like, people, they are in one of the weirdest locations I've seen in this city. And motherfuckers come down and, like, it's a destination spot to come down there to to have their particular shit because they're that fucking good like in san francisco where there's a million fucking places to get all kinds of shit everywhere right so yeah it's really good shit and it's like a block away from my house so i was like hey well shit i'll just walk over here grab like one of these you know treat myself and walk home but then i thought well shit well since i'm you know going let me get like two of these little truffles. There's like two fifty a whop. Like, all right, let me get two of these little fuckers. God damn it! I used to go to a really cool chocolate spot in uh, San Francisco that is sadly closed down now. I believe it was just called the San Francisco Chocolate Company. The owner was one of the nicest, early, one of the earliest dudes I ever met here, and one of the nicest fucking fellas in the entire world. He met my mother. He's a nice dude. Anyway, um, so I go down there, pick up the chocolate, walk across the street, I say hello. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Debbie? Whatever the fuck. I know it starts with a D. I'll never get it. I'm so shitty with names. It's awful. Anyway. Um, so I was like, hey, Deb. She's like, hey, man. And we're just bullshitting for like a minute. And then she's like, hey. Like, so I drop her 10 bucks. Because like, I thought it'd be just fun. Just like, you know, hey, fuck it. I got the money. Here's 10 bucks, Deb. You're sitting out here on the streets. Because, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure I've told you, but I used to live out on those motherfucking streets for, like, six years. So, like, I know exactly what it's like to be out there, big dog. And that shit sucks. And it's, it's like, February in California? 
people don't think of California is cold, but they're so wrong. It gets so fucking cold in this town, man, or in California, because it's just cold. It's just the where we sit on the equator, man. It's like, but like February, it's like fifty six, maybe sixty during the day, sixty two maybe, and like forty four, forty two at night. It's not cool, man not to sleep in fuck you and to be in that environment all day oh it's brutal on you man and like she it's really really weird to me it's like to me i i have a i have a preference i guess like a a shining towards like a a moon face person like a person with like a you know like a moon face you know sort of a round face with like a big smile you know, a moon face. That's what I always call it. And she has that sort of face. So it's like, God damn it. And she had, here's one of the weirdest things. This chick does speed and she has a fucking set of perfect teeth. Perfect. Like my goddamn aunt does. I, I have a gap in my teeth. That chick has perfect fucking teeth. It's crazy. Anyway. So. <laughs> I go over there, give her the 10 bucks. She's like damn near to cry. <laughs> She's just smiling her ass off. I was so happy. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. And I, you know, said, I sort of kneel down. She's sitting on this sort of, there's like one stair and then there's like a ramp, you know, the ramp sort of like on the other side, but whatever. So she's sitting on the stair and I'm just leaning on the little like uh, steel. What do you call that? What do you what do you call that? The thing on the side of a thing, a handle, a rail, rail. I guess a rail. I'm I'm just sort of hanging on the steel rail, and just sort of bullshitting, playing music and shit. I'm like you know, just like I said, dude. Ah, oh, dude, the one when I played Juice Newton, she flipped out. Like, cause I didn't play like uh, Queen Hearts. I played like. Um, Oh God! What is it? The way the way I love him, or some shit like that. Anyway, one of those like like off the beaten path songs. I played that shit first, and she just flipped out. She was like, "Juice Newton." That's when I learned that she liked '80s women singers, because like she even said "Juice Newton," which is crazy, man. Like, dude, you have to be a very particular type of person to know fucking who the fuck Juice Newton is. And know her name and know her song. She sang along with the motherfucker. It was crazy. <clears throat> anyway, the point is what we were doing was uh <laughs> I was like so I gave her the ten bucks and she was like, Hey man, so I got some speed. Do you want some speed? And I was like, Well, you know, you don't the thing is you never want to be a dick when somebody gives you wants to give you something. Especially if they're like homeless and they want to give you something. Say, oh, okay, I'll I'll take it. And so like, <laughs> she, this is amazing. She wherever she gets her sandwiches and shit from, she has them wrap them all in tin foil. So she has tin foil to smoke shit. <laughs> and what she did was she made like a little sort of canoe. 
out of like two pieces of tin foil and she dropped some fucking meth inside ring 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 right and then she took a dollar bill rolled it up like she was about to snort shit and i was like okay okay about to snort this shit right like because like oh man i'm ready to be up for like a day you know if, if like i was like fuck it if i'm gonna do the Look, I can take $5 worth of fucking meth and stay up for, like, three days, dude. Like, I can work that shit. So, like, this fucking shit was like, you know, like, whatever, dude. Like, we're just hanging out on the street, like, literally in a February morning or evening, just bullshitting. It's like, it's still, like, 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, some shit like that. Like, the sun's still out. We're just bullshitting. And, like... What she does is she takes that rolled up dollar bill. She sticks it in her mouth. She takes that fucking little canoe, holds it in her left hand, takes that lighter in her right hand and lights it under the canoe and just sort of drags it left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right until the motherfucker starts smoking. And then she just sucks the fucking uh, uh, smoke from the, the, the canoe uh, into her little straw she's made out of a dollar and that's it and what's cool is and it's by the way kids it's never cool to do crystal methamphetamines but i'll tell you what's cool about this version when you do it that way it doesn't like make you stay up forever it's a much more mellow because you're not taking it all to the head like you do when you snort the shit or like any other way. It's like it's more mellow. So like that's so weird. Anyway. Oh shit. I think I see p -p -p paralegal Jeff. Oh shit. Yeah, I know. I know you're not a paralegal, but that's still my favorite thing to call you forever. I know, but I still call you paralegal Jeff. I know. I don't care. I don't care. He's got electric boots. <laughs> it's p -p -p paralegal Jeff. <laughs> Para, paralegal Jeff. What the fuck? Okay, man. I don't know if they want that horse shit, but okay. <laughs> Nobody wants a cocktail mixer, man. You can leave a cocktail mixer outside. Nobody wants that horse shit. Trust me, I've been trying to sell that shit for two days. <laughs> You've been trying to sell it for two days? Nobody wants that shit. Fuck no, nobody ever wants that shit. But my, but my uh, sales company I work for, they want me to have me for like three days selling master mixes without alcohol. Look at this guy. Is that an is that a new haircut? You um, I'm not sure. You tell me. You might want to raise that chair. It looks awfully low. You know, I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, you're on, Big Dog. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. Nothing against my my company. I just uh, it's kind of tough to sell mixers without alcohol. Yeah, no shit. And especially in San Francisco, where it's like, man, this is too where everyone's healthy. And so the mixers are like 40 grams of sugar and like, and like a thousand gra milligrams of sodium with the Bloody Mary. I'm like, 
if you don't have n- n- next time, I'm gonna like buy ice and then perhaps it, perhaps it will work. If I put a little little ice with the the mixer, maybe it'll go better. It will go a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I'll try that later yeah. on. Yeah, because it'll be cool, but it'll be like watered down and get yeah, that bullshit yeah, out yeah. of it, out of it. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, how you doing, man? All right, man. I said I'd bring bourbon, and I brought I brought I a couple you. of whiskeys. I brought one bourbon and one rye. My God, hey, you, by because the way, like, this is not going to turn into the fucking alcohol fucking podcast. No, it's not. No, it's just lately my man has been into some shit, and I'm interested. So, oh shit, the fucking gangbanger. And, and because you like this green label shit. Oh, rye. You know, I what is that? Was that a that? Let me see that again. Was that Jack Daniels rye or was that Jim Beam rye? Ugh, Jim Beam. That's a, that asshole my friend drank. I love him, but no. Pre-prohibition. Yeah, it's all right. I, who cares? I, I like rye. Rye. That's all that matters. I, I don't give a fuck who who who. Oh yeah, I got Who built it? Watch out! Your your cigarettes. Boom! There they go. Oh, cool. Look at that. We're all paid up. Motherfucker, I put my hundo in. A man's got the 50 in. We paid up before the motherfucking month started, bitch. Dude, we're, we're on time, bitch. Yeah, bitch. We're on time. <laughs> cool, nothing, nothing against, uh, if you're interested, buy Master of Mixes. Buy any of their products. Please. Who the fuck is Master of Mixes? Well, they make, they make, um, they're, 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 um, uh, they're owned by American beverage marketers, so they they make mixers. So, if you're interested, go to a Safeway, buy some buy some mixers with, with alcohol, preferably. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. They uh, time, Jeff. Odd time. Fill <laughs> time, man. I'm filling. I'm fi- I'm filling out an envelope and putting in a check. All right. All right. God all right. Damn it. We're paid through. We're paid Just through. Say something. We're paid through. We're, we're on time. All right. Cool, man. All right. Anyway, what's up, dude? What's up? What's up? Not not too much. Not too uh, much. dude. Well, I was telling the story about the. I was just finishing a story about uh, this thing I did last night with this all right, lady. All right. All right. All um, right. No. Well, no. It's fine. Like it's cool. So anyway, so what I was saying was. Um, so the so she did that shit and oh oh yeah so okay so it was so mellow and so weirdly like fucked up and like I say kids do not do crystal meth- methamphetamine that is not good for you but if you happen to have to do it I would recommend that you smoke it <laughs> weirdly through a fucking <laughs> tin foil screen with like a lighter underneath and a dollar bill in your mouth. I promise you, you will not feel weak. You can what, what sleep. Kind of, you can sleep bill? that. Does that have to be like a crisp dollar bill or I mean like a crappy old dollar bill? Doesn't matter. Oh, it's because you want to. It's the just just roll. You, you just roll like you're about to snort cocaine with it. Okay. Just like that. All right. I just came in and he's talking about crystal meth and coke, and I brought the alcohol. We yeah, are, no, yeah, yeah. We're about we to are, have a fucking party today. We are enabling <laughs> we are everyone on the radio. <laughs> we are enablers. I, I saw I took I, way too many. I fucking saw the most grams of fucking THC pills. So we're, uh, he's we're been good. taking weed. Uh, yeah. uh, I tell you that Bushmills, it tasted. I, I I tried it last night and it was like oh, it was bananas and stuff. I you tasted, still got the bananas. I, I, huh? I, t- I tasted a little bit this morning. This morning is like <laughs> holy <laughs> fuck. This is nail polish remover. What Told you, this? man. No, I it's a different part of the day. Over. It's a different part of the day. 
It tastes different depending on the part of the day. Depends on your mood. No, no, no. no. It, it's like, where the fuck did the banana go? And it's like, I'm just tasting like, oh man, this is rough. And I'll tell you why, because you probably, that banana, you probably let it sit for no, a minute. No, no, this has been, uh, you freaking No, the bitch, the, the bushmills you drank when it no, tasted no, like no, bananas, no. you, you just no. drank it bang? No. Or did you let it sit? Oh, maybe I had to let it sit. That's what I think you did. Because oh. if you don't let Bushmills sit, the, that, then that you get nail polish remover. That might be it. That that's, might be it. That's it. That that's is it. it. That might be it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fucking it. Because remember, that's what we talked about the last time. Because, like, you, you had yeah, you yours. Remember, because you, you had yours sitting. And I had mine, and, just, and I was yeah. like, pour me a fresh one. You're like, boy, oh, yeah. boy, you want a fresh one? And I was, you were like, what the fuck? And I was like, man, smell this motherfucker. It smells like nail polish. And you were like, holy shit, this smells like nail polish. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah but, the old, but the one that was sitting, bananas. Bananas. There you that go. shit was bananas. Or whatever, you know. That shit was B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-
And I usually don't like dress up <laughs> really fucking nice. I don't feel like I don't like. Be, like I don't dress up. I probably come. Yeah, but like, but you know what? White this. people respect Asians more than they do black people, especially. In yeah, I feel like you gotta dress up to go to. Wine yeah, taste. a little bit, right? And yeah. it's like I don't. Ah, fuck you, man. But then I'm like, I'm surrounded by investors and real estate developers, and I'm like, this isn't my crowd. That's I, exactly. I'm just, here to, I'm just here to enjoy the wine. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. So it's you, like you, I, does, you, I never feel comfortable in get, that you, environment. You, you might as well just like set up a report with the the pe- the hosts the yeah. shop because well, those people they're, they're business people they know their wines and they're like they welcome anybody who wants to learn more about wine generally you want to talk generally to, no who i want to talk to generally is the motherfucker pouring the wine yeah that guy's cool that motherfucker. those guys are cool too yeah those yeah. people the they, people they know what they're the talking workers about. and yeah. shit i'm yeah, down the, with the, them dudes the blue co- they're, they're blue collar when yeah it comes down I, to I can like they're I the can, ones who do the dirty work yeah, yeah. I, I can i can gig with them generally yeah, for sure for but sure those like, are guys that I, I, maybe not necessarily the owner but sometimes but you know here's the thing too i grew up with like hoity-toity like white collar motherfuckers Oh yeah, you came from uh, Michigan. Yeah, and like yeah. my parents, my mother knew like the the fucking governor Mary and shit. Like, like, like we knew fucking people, man. Like, cause she, like I told you, she worked for the paper of the fucking thing. Nice. So we met all those goddamn people. Like, you know, she worked the for Detroit Free president Press, president of the goddamn company, and all the, you know what I mean. So like, she worked for Detroit Free Press. No, she worked for just General Motors internal newspaper. Oh, the, the trade mag, the panel channel. That's what it's called. <laughs> The trade magazine. Oh, yeah, there you go. The, it's the panel channel. If you want to know. Oh yeah, panel channel. Yeah, hey girl, hey girl. <laughs> panel channel. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love the panel channel, dog. <laughs> did, you, did you want to try some? You're speaking to an ex-employee of the panel channel, motherfucker. And there you go. Did you want to try some? Absolutely. I can't wait. Oh, we got, I, that's we the got, only thing I'm I waiting brought, on for you. I brought, I brought Maker's Mark, yeah, Kentucky Straight it. Bourbon Whiskey, and Jim Beam Pre-Prohibition Style Rye. I love rye whiskey. <clears throat> so, there, so before, oh, well, I guess I should pour this so, so I, before I start talking. So at least you start listening. Okay. Well, I'll uh, fill some time by talking about the end of that dumb story. There you go, sir. All right, sir. So Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon. What does that mean? It means that there's no rye in the mash bill. Oh, okay. There's no rye in the mash bill. That's um, weeded, so it's been weeded out. It's a out. weeted bourbon. Oh, wheat, the, weeted. Weeted. Like, W-H-E-A-T-E-D. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Spin so this. The idea here, okay, so no, on the nose, people, the, the make, makers mark themselves Ooh. say you get woody oak, caramel, vanilla, and wheat. Uh, big blast, um, another Boy, they're asking a lot. You, you, better, you better vanilla, let that caramel, brown sit for sugar, a even a bit of strawberry. Yeah, you better, honey. Yeah, that fucker better sit for half a hints second. of vanilla, cinnamon, caramel. Maker's Mark, it, they make so vanilla much of this Vanilla and caramel shit. and cinnamon. Vanilla, caramel, cinnamon. That's pretty much the main things that you smell. See, when I, when, I, when I hear that shit, I know it's bullshit because, like... How do you know it's bullshit? Because of how wordily written it is. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. Calm down. When you first smell that thing, there's no way you smell all that bullshit. 